Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V. And that's why on your favorite podcast platform, it still reads Believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report. And I feel like this being the 129th episode where I make fun of the network name, that's probably why I haven't gotten ads for most of this year. But whatever. Who cares? I like that I get to talk to people that I like in comedy once a week, as do you by virtue of the fact that you're listening. Enough of this nonsense. And on to this week's lovely, lovely, amazing, uh, hilarious guests. Um... They run a show once a month at the very chic hotel uh, hotel cafe called Funnelingus. Both of them are up-and-comers in the L.A. comedy scene. One of them is going to tape a special not too long from now, yes? Please give it up for Ellery Smith and Dana Donnelly, everybody. Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. It's us. Hi. What's up, Jake? Nothing much. How are you? We're good. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, we're, good. we're fine. That's how do you how, how do you define good on September twelfth, two thousand twenty two? What do you mean? How do I define good? Like, does your cup feel full? What do you feel good? Um, no, not particularly. But I think that's like pretty yeah. normal part of the course. Right. I don't feel any worse than usual. Fair enough. I, I went to Disneyland today, so I'm a little bit more elated. Yeah, than I, I love that. I mean, be. Disneyland actually will help your mood. It really the, will. Disneyland should be in a be bunch reser- of different ways. Reserved for a Monday. Yeah, yeah it was that's a very so Monday true. activity, and yeah. I think that's maybe what I'm feeling is I'm like, oh, look what I get to do on a Monday. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, when I do something really crazy on a weekday, like during the day, I'm like, but my life. You I'm so blessed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, oh, I'm I, I have the gift of time, baby. You do have the gift of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what would you guys define as crazy? Just like things somebody else would need to do on a weekend day oh, okay so crazy could be going to the grocery store where it will be clear or it could mean going to disneyland or like right. going to the beach yeah right. um, going, to the beach. going to the mall that's a huge one like i have never ugh, shocker i've never really had a nine to five <laughs> okay sorry to say that um and listen i think that's fine thank you yeah <laughs> well i have during the pandemic but that was over zoom so it doesn't matter um but um i <laughs> got the privilege the luxury mm-hmm. of being able to like go to like the americana on right. a weekday in the middle of the day and there's right. just truly no one there you're there on a wednesday at 11 a.m and you're like i live in heaven yeah and, and it's truly beautiful yeah and so things like that the movies mm-hmm. at 11 a.m Oh, right. I used to do a soul cycle and I do, would do an 830 soul cycle and then I go to a 1015 at the arc light oh, the and I get a hot dog for breakfast. And it was like literally. The I used to sneak in breakfast. Break. So I always have had a day job, but yeah. I always I choose service jobs mostly so that I can do stuff yes. in the middle of the day yes. on a weekday. Right. Because um, anytime I'm at like a traditional nine to five, I'm like, oh, I basically get Sunday and everybody else also only has Sunday. So shit is wild. Yeah. Right. Like I would so much like right now I'm babysitting, but like I'd so much right. rather work at a coffee shop or some bullshit. Right. That is the trade-off. So, surprise, surprise. Writing about comedy has not made me into a wealthy man. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. I, often, I actually am shocked. Yeah. I often, I often joke. Like, Ellery's like, oh, you're not. I'm a guy. I thought, rich. I thought you were really rich. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm trying to do that thing where you dress the, for the job that you want. <laughs> 
You dress for the income stream you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it, why it so happens in flashes. <laughs> Wait, well, I stepped over your line. What is Sorry, it? Sorry. She know. said that's why she's so in so much credit card debt. And <laughs> I am yeah. laughing about that because that is how you dress. You dress like you're in massive amounts of credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a confessions of a shopaholic. A you ask. I know. Oh, my God. Do you I know? mean, it would be scarier if I didn't. You have, I'm freezing my car, credit card in the freezer vibes. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, that girl cannot not swipe. She can't <laughs> not swipe. She has a good draw. Uh. <laughs> Do you guys know Bonnie McFarlane? Yeah. yeah. Have you, she has one of the best jokes about that, that I think she did on Letterman, where she's like, you know, I think having a shopping addiction would be one of the hardest addictions to overcome because... Even at your rock bottom, you look great. So true. Yeah. It's so true. And it's yeah. so true. Oh, especially at your rock bottom. Like, yeah. that's when I bought the most clothes. And you Just, need like, that. when I'm in the worst part. And I literally need it. Or I wouldn't keep going. Yeah. Like, that's also what I'm like, okay, either, like, I buy something or I kill myself. Like, yeah. it's always worth well, the $8 cup of coffee. It's always worth it. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I don't, hey, uh boomers and jenna i don't want to buy a house i will buy avocado to also who's also the market's crashing toast. i don't know if the you guys have checked crashing, recently but, but like, like that just means that uh like companies will buy yeah, yeah, yeah. Hedge, also, fun, hedge funds will buy up houses i yeah. i call i said to my parents uh recently that the stock market is just like a very classy rebrand on high stakes gambling yeah no, but it is yeah it and they're like you is. don't know what you anything about money stop talking no, no i mean <laughs> but that's just you turning a mirror on it because yeah. that's exactly what it is yeah. and also like money comes and it goes yeah. uh but if you're dead, you're dead forever. So, so true. It's always worth the item. Also, you like you never know what the next year holds for you. I'm always like, that's my big toxic trait is I'm always like, money's coming. No, but like, you're still here. I'm still here. You're I'm, still here, I'm honey. Still here. Ellery, I would not say that's toxic. I I actually like. Thank you for calling me out on that, Jake. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm here. I'm glad to be a service. <laughs> no, it's the thing that keeps me going is that like, I think 2020, 2021, will be undisputed reigning champ worst years of my life on all like levels because you like didn't get to like do anything i didn't get to do anything i didn't get to be with anybody i mean there's all the global things there's like the comedy things i almost died from appendicitis went through my first oh breakup my of my whole life yeah and i'm stuck with a roommate who like to put it kindly is someone who isn't a comedian and also isn't funny, but so desperately tries so hard to be funny. The worst kind of person. Yes. Which is, now it's devolved into, ag like, aggressively burping. This person is still your roommate? Yes. You know, you... it's recorded, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> She's so lazy and depressed. Oh, she won't listen to she it. She will not listen to this. And you know what? Good for her. Boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Well, t t her own boundaries. Yeah. I tried setting a boundary this past week where I'm like, no mention of your sister until you get a new therapist. Interesting. I Sounds like you guys have a really unhealthy yeah. dynamic, and I can just gauge that from what you've just. But dressed, I'm kind of living. I'm kind of living for it. I'm like, this is my subplot. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, the thing is, it's thousand dollars a month. That's pretty good. Oh, that's pretty Larchmont. Good. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, totally. Own parking spot, own bathroom. <laughs> All right, now it makes a lot more yeah. sense. Who was there first? Uh, Don't say she, she was. was. Shit. So yeah. you kind of you're but, on our turf. I mean, a good deal is a good deal. Yeah. And because I legally sublet from her, 
I can leave whenever I want. No, of also, course you, you can, can leave, like, but you wouldn't want to leave. You can quiet quit a relationship dynamic, right? I've been kind of. I think that is passive aggressive, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I'm glad like, you do oh, it. Too. Everyone who's ever lived with me is like, that's what you, that's that bitch, that Ooh, fucking wait, bitch. Wait, wait, but I actually am dealing what? with a lot of that. I always do that, and I always quiet quit. I quiet quit. I mean, you know, I have a hard time setting boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And telling people no. I quiet quit living situations. Like I literally like quiet quit like using the kitchen. I quiet quit using our laundry because like people would like leave shit in and we get moldy. And you're just like. I quit. And then, like, basically, like, I just, like, wasn't a part of the community, house community anymore. But, like, I'm, like, okay, And you deserve well. that. You get to take that back. Right. I'm, like, I just, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm opting out. Yeah, I'm opting out of all of this. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, what you define as quite a quitting a friendship or a living situation. Just not showing up anymore. Sure. And that's definitely, like, well. Or not showing up, like, any more than is, like, absolutely, absolutely necessary. Yeah. Minimum, yeah. I think one of the most brutal things I've ever done to anybody i mean it's so subtle but i she i bet she like if she ever gets another therapist she'll bring this up like every session deep in like quarantine uh i think i remember clubhouse guys that app addie wyrick had a morning show that it was like just a hang and she one one week she was like all right guys here's a game just name five things you're grateful for and I think uh, through pretty much all of 2020, I was not grateful for anything, mm. but this was a real challenge. And I named like, it was like, I was just trying to get through it, but I was like, I, I guess I'm like grateful for my hats that I'm alive and like, I, you know, don't have to worry about what I, and so I made it through like five things and then I told my roommate about it and uh, she's, uh, she I, before I named what I was grateful for, she's like, well, I'm grateful for you. Aw. Yeah, and then when I listed out the things, I did not list her. <laughs> I don't think that's mean. No, but yeah, I saw on her face, like, the saddest puppy eyes. Really? <laughs> yeah. I am stuck in a loveless marriage with a very tall white lesbian. Yeah, I feel like you guys have a really bad dynamic. Is that what Don't Worry Darling is yeah, about? Because I feel like it should – that. Yeah, that's better. You should promise. write your own. Yeah. I, I, I like uh, a weirdly reimagined odd couple version. Yeah. Of yeah. Don't worry, darling. Yeah. Mm, or even in the, I just. It, it, it's so life. less sexy. I mean, okay. that's kind of the point. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not everything has to be sexy. Yeah. And I'm always saying that. And people are always saying that about our show. They're leaving our show being like, not everything has to be sexy. We're like, we're definitely. And we're like, yeah, well, it is. Yeah, well, it is. Sorry. Wait, did you pull Maddie Connors to the side after she's like, guys, everybody on the show is like the hottest person I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) It was a a hot show. It was a hot show. It was a really. I was thinking that. I was like, you look shallow. No. No, I'm just. I was joking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, and also, yeah. A lot of skin last night. Sure, it was also hot as it was yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's an unfair characterization. <laughs> a lot of skin. I mean, it is Los Angeles in the middle of a heat yeah. wave, so I do right. feel like having your shoulders on stage is fine. It's fine. Sure, <laughs> sure. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I think it's appropriate, but also I think it's appropriate and also sexy, right? Sure, no, that's I mean, not always the intention. That's not no, the intention. No, it's not the intention. And I do think fair. because luckily we're able to cultivate a mostly female space yes. like we do feel comfortable wearing do you know what i mean yeah, like, there's like right. five guys exactly which back. is like i wouldn't wear yeah. like a shirt where you could see my cleavage on any other show because there'd be so many fucking guys oh there. yeah i mean there's like most most <sighs> yeah. places i put on a sweatshirt Dude, before literally, i put on a sweatshirt I and just, like, have a, i have a sweatshirt and sweatpants in my car so if i'm ever like wearing that, a skimpy yeah. outfit and i'm going to, like the west side i literally just put them on exactly i literally just put them on but this is not worth it i 
go, go for it. Oh, well, I was supposed to say the kind of space we cultivate allows us to be like that. Yeah, and that's and great. I and I'm so glad that you have that space where you don't have to think about that because I've been in so many shows, and it wasn't even. It was like last year where like putting on a sweatshirt or not is like a consideration. Yeah. For a female comic. I mean, it's always a consideration for a female. Comic. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's ever. You're always going to be outnumbered by men. Yeah. Right. Versus, like, a lot of guys, especially who guys who aren't, like, fashion conscious, really. They don't or, think about it at all. No, they're like, is this, like, not smelly enough for me to be okay? Yeah, in Boston, I would see guys get on stage in shorts and flip-flops, which is, like, expressly wrong. not allowed. Yeah. Wrong, 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 wrong. I mean, I always think about, like, like where I'm going and what I'm doing. Yes, exactly. Wow. I mean, like, I, I also, I do think you are allowed to wear shorts on stage. I think that's an old guard. But, I, I mean, like, I think exactly what Dana says. You need to be thinking about the types of people that will be there, yeah. how you want to come across. Right. Like, if if it's you're doing your a crowd vibe, of like white Republicans, yeah, it's like maybe I wouldn't wear up. my normal clothes. Exactly. But like, that's like what that's like. But what's that's normal. To, that's part of the job. That's yeah. What going to work is about. Right. It's just like a right. It's you're like, just dressing for. This is your office. I and your office is different sometimes. Exactly. And I'm also like, you know what? I wouldn't dress like that to the supermarket. There are just like no. different clothes for different activities. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's and I think a, that's fine to yeah. negotiate. That said, I like being overdressed for everything. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I've been trying to get into more of that, Yeah, I think. Here's the thing. I'm just so tired. Yeah. So sure. it's like sometimes wearing really constricting clothing and stuff just makes me feel more tired. I agree. And also, I want to say again, we live in Los Angeles. It's hot here it's a so lot of the time. Hot. And I'm and a sweaty I'm person. I'm so sweaty. Literally yeah. the backs of my knees. Also, and I always back. forget to put on deodorant. It's just like that's not Oh, I never be. notice. Thank I also you, don't really wear but I also don't wear any clothes, so I don't We're sweat so that Matthew much. McConaughey right now. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Since I started biking everywhere, uh, I mean, I do. I already own a lot of like linen, so I would wear that more often. It's so breathable, so comfy, and then I do like generally carry like cologne with me to like smooth any smooth, anything out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Nice. I mean, I, I should carry more stuff. My Probably purse is full too. of trash. It's full of trash. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my pockets are full of trash. Every single thing I... I'm like, the purse is too heavy for me to have anything useful. <laughs> I keep doing this thing. It's so stupid. I keep putting unwrapped Reese's cups into my pockets, like the little mini ones from Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, my God. And forgetting about them. And they and melt. So, and they melt. And so now all of my pockets are fused shut with Yeah, chocolate lined. Yeah, wow. chocolate lined pockets. And I'm going to have to cut them out. That's crazy. I mean, I'll leave it. I'm not going to cut it out. But right. it's, yeah. it's pretty gross. It's pretty right. gross. Right. So those are the only problems with comedy, huh? What does <laughs> well, I mean, there's problems with comedy. We were just talking about how we feel like, you know, what happened to the things that Allie, you were talking about. What was I talking about? Oh, wait, Stick oh we're bringing up off pod. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was off topic. Off, off pod, right? Oh, what, what was I bringing up off pod? Off Sticker. pod. Off the pod we were talking no, what, about. No, what was it, though? The lack of yeah, the lack of like community events. I did smoke weed right before I got on this podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, But Dana said she did too, so it made me feel like I could. But yeah, I've probably been the only sober person on this podcast. I mean, yeah, we started ten minutes ago. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about how I feel like pre-pandemic there we had so many events that were for the scene, and like we're not comedy shows or were comedy shows, but we're like we had Sticker Treat, which was uh, an event where it was basically a show where people would portray their famous yeah their favorite famous comedians so like last the last one was i think 2018 and i want to say henry zabrowski did gallagher i think and maggie may did mom's mabley yeah and so it was stuff like that cute um very cute very cool very fun it was a very long running program they did one in new york people like i would be a young comedian thinking about oh what am i gonna do like when i get my chance to do sugar tree like who am i gonna who am i gonna who am i gonna impersonate impersonate 
So that was something I looked forward to for a long time. Doesn't happen anymore. Right. Then we had the comedy holiday party, which was not a show. It was just a party. Right. Uh, and it used to be at the Virgil. And then after that, after the first month, we did 51st Jokes, which is something they do here, Boston, New York, and probably other places. But yes. I haven't done comedy other places. Um, and it would be everybody tells one new joke. Yeah. And it's I 50 comedians? Yeah, it's 50 comedians. It, so it's approximately. It's usually like. 60. Yeah. Yeah. And they do it in halves. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. they'll do like thir- like 25, 27, and then the, they'll take a high, like a break and then. An intermission. Yeah, intermission. Yeah. And then bring the other half. Yeah, I miss those things too. Um, they, 10 years ago, they were all happening in LA and New York. Um, you know, pretty much around the appointed time. And then the people that were producing it, handed it off to different people out here in LA and they did it for a while and they moved venues like sugar treat used to be at this French restaurant that I think is going to close soon. It, the owners insist that it's in pronounced Tex, but you don't pronounce any. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Tex. Yeah. It's te- There's no X pronounced in French. We're getting lost in the weeds. Who cares? Move yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for giving me notes on my own podcast. Ellery. <laughs> on pod. She's just helping you edit. Advance. Oh, good, because I don't. I mean, you did just get a big laugh out of me, so I feel like that should yeah. count for something. Yes, thank you. I don't edit, edit any of this unless you want me no, to. No, no, don't. no, don't. I like no. it. I yeah. like it. I it goes all in. No, I think that that's good. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's and then. And, and I, mean, I know your roommate doesn't listen to it, and that's whose opinion yes. I really would count. So we're yes. Safe. I'm going to tell her about it, though. Yeah, I am. Please do. No. Just to start more drama. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm like, maybe he needs something interesting in his life. Yeah. No, I. This was also mentioned. Well, no, I, this wasn't mentioned off pod, was it? About, like, how I tried to set a boundary with her? Oh, no, you said that on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, she started doing it, but off of, like, a technical, like, she didn't say the name of her sister, but she would oh, be like, this person that I'm related to that has the same parents. And I'm like, the next time she d- does it, I think I'm going to be like, you know, I wasn't, like, joking, you know, when yeah. I said this. But when I did say it, she mentioned to me, like, that sounded violent, Jake. And I'm like, this is like why I don't bring up anything to her. <laughs> That'll work itself into five minutes at some point, guys. <laughs> wild, wild. Yeah, it's wild. Situation. So they handed off Sticker Treat to somebody else, and that person doesn't run it anymore. Uh, so Sticker Treat, yeah. Uh, Whatever those those events. Right. I think the last one that happened was being produced by someone out of New York named Luisa Diaz, who does uh, wonderful oh, yeah. shows, and then. Um, yeah, I just haven't heard any real word about it. I know that, like, Matt Ruby and Mark Norman, like, are sort of were the big people in charge for it in New York, and I think they still are. Um, but also, I mean, everything's been screwed up in terms of those annual traditions for the last couple of years. But probably leading into this year, everything's going to happen as normally was planned, like, in 2019. Oh, really? We think it's we're going to be back? No, uh, like, uh, like, stick or treat will be back. Right. I, I mean, more specifically, like, in the LA scene, like, is that stuff going to happen again? We'll see. I think so. Like, who is running it? I mean, that is to be determined. Still. Determined. I, so the last 51st jokes was at the Roosevelt, I believe, in. Did they do it in 2019? Maybe, because it would be in January. And uh, if that was the case, then, yeah, Sam Varela was helping out. Oh, I like Sam. Yeah, but I don't think Sam was, like, running – Jeremy Burke, who does comedy at Best Fish Taco, mm-hmm. um, the Hot People audience show, as I like to think of it. 
Because they only... Where is that? That's the only comedy show I ever went to before I started calling Hot Fish. So. Best, best Fish Taco in Ensenada. Oh, uh, it's on Vermont. Or Hillhurst. Hillhurst, yeah. Is it still It's going? every Tuesday. It's, it's every Tuesday. Fir- first uh, and third Tuesday. First and third Tuesday. Oh, and I should it, go. And Jeremy has just been running it for years, and he just is like a DJ promoter by trade. Oh, nice. So he has all the skills. Yeah, and he has, like, a huge mailing list because he, like, he promotes on the day of and books on the day of. and like No way. Yeah, and he gets a huge turnout. Whoa. I love that. He's one that of the is, most L.A. people I know. That is so – that's, like, a, a magic trick. And that's take crazy. take take this oh as you will. Like, DJ promoter by trade, married to or engaged to an America's Next Top Model contestant. Damn, go off. King. Yeah, and like um, he just this is a thing I'll never forget. Uh, comedians uh, wanted to prank Jeremy at Best Fish Taco, so they somebody on the lineup was uh, tried to like quietly leak out that Kanye may show up. Kanye? Yeah, and and Did you ki- comedy or as a guy? no, just to stop by. And they arrange for like a stretch limo to come by and just they crack the window oh so slightly and Jeremy bought it. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's a very kind hearted prank, I think. Yeah, me too. For them to be like, hey, a huge celebrity stopped by your show. Right. Okay, got you. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, I would have like put a whoopee cushion under his seat. I'm a classic sort of prankster. (laughs) Right. Right. I would have done something really fucked up. (laughs) You would have been like, hey, we got to call your mom, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have um I would have called his mom, put it on speaker. I don't know. Oh, do you know Brendan Walsh, That's Dana? Like, who? No. Who? Brendan Walsh is like LA king of pranks. Um oh. he used to do uh, every once in a while, he would do a show. <laughs> he hasn't got me yet. <laughs> no, cuz you haven't been on his podcast. Oh. Um but Brendan <laughs> Does he listen to this for his next victim. No, he doesn't. I was actually <laughs> That's why I was at the Lady to Lady like ten year anniversary. Oh, those pictures looked so fun. They were very, very fun. In fact, I missed shows because I was. I was like, talking to Pallavi about it. It sounded great. Yeah, it very. I'm very much uh, against going to any actual high school or college reunion, but that had very strong class reunion vibes, and I was actually into it because I liked everybody there. That's what I mean about the events. Like, I feel like it just doesn't. At least for the last few years, comedy out here has felt so strange because it feels like we don't have those events where you just get to see everybody it's it, it, like everything is so no, fractured but i feel so like fractured. i feel like there's the no community started events, right like, before the pandemic and then yeah. after the pandemic it wasn't strong enough to come back because i literally and like when i first first started it felt more united and then like as i remember doing more and more comedy in 2019 you could feel everything was kind of like a little bit a little there, bit and then i also think so many rain. of the old older class of comedians either moved to New York or stopped doing comedy yeah. or have got writing jobs yeah, and now aren't exactly. in the scene the way that they used right. to be. Right. Ian Carmel is uh, on camera sidekick for James Dude, Corden. Dude, he's next. Yeah. Corden is going to leave 2023. Yeah. Ian is yeah. next. And then the show will be better. I, Your words, <laughs> but I don't disagree. Yeah, I did I mean, just to do that packet, so I'm not going to say. But yeah, I think it would be. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's... Uh, Look, I, I'm sure most of the writers on the show cannot sing and dance like James can, mm-hmm. but like, like Nate Ferdinand and Ian and so many people on that show are so much funnier. Jared Logan used to write on the list. I mean, it'll be great. It'll just be, it's much like LA comedy. Everything happens in classes and like there are certain eras of certain mm-hmm. things. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, I think it's just like going to be a long collective healing of all the trauma yeah 
Because, like, one of the first, you know, I mean, you want to talk about, like, people meeting up and having, like, a collective L.A. scene identity. One of the first things that happened in quarantine was Richard Bain took his own life. Yeah. Oh, God. And then we all did this makeshift weird ver- vigil that was, like, we all just met in front of Akbar, like, with masks at distance. And we're, like, sad. And then we didn't even want to get too close to talk to each other. And they was, like, are we ever going to get to do this again? Like, yeah you know it does feel like new york is back and like they had all that stuff happen out there too yeah but they also didn't stop in the way that we really stopped yeah and they were i mean they i think it's just they have this different mentality because they're so packed in that they i mean i i think to like truly think that you love living in new york it's kind of like Stockholm syndrome. Oh, I would never. I'm from New York. Well, to me, New York is an MLM. Like, I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like, it only has value because you've decided it it did. But I'm like, but the second that you strip away the mental brainwash that, again, it's Emperor's New Clothes. It's giving, like, uh, yeah, you all have been like, oh, this is the best city ever. What about it? What about it? What about it? And they always list bad things. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And they're always like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. I'm like, oh, so it's the toughest place to live? Right. It's like so hard also like you have so much money to live normally to live, to normally. live like a normal person Dude, like, rent out there is so expensive and anytime you step out in the city it's 75 dollars. rich people are living like a very like Dude, lower middle class lifestyle they live like shit like, like it's like crazy also it's like no matter how rich you are you still smell pee everywhere it's like yeah. truly I, it's a joke of a city it's absolutely go wow go off but i mean it's just not for me but. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Whenever people ask me about, like, p- potentially living in New York, I'm like, only if I could live in the West Village, not have to take the train. And, um, yeah, I think those were my two huge stipulations. And they're like, oh, so you just want to, like, be massively wealthy. Like, the West Village is, like, the movie part of New York. It's not real New York City. Um, and, like, I mean, everyone just takes the train. But I, I specifically hate taking the train after midnight. There's safety concerns, sure, but I think I just hate how inefficient it is. The train in New York after midnight? Yeah, because, like... Eh, the trains don't bother me. I think, I think like... I didn't realize that they were... They're not putting as much money into the MTK anymore, so it's not as good as it used to be, which I think is true. But I still think there's no more accessible city to get around No, in. true. I think it's sure. good, and, like, and we definitely Also, you can, like, there's no here. other place where you can travel that far for, like, three bucks, which I'm sure. like, that is crazy. But, they, I yeah, absolutely. That's I will really s- good. I didn't realize, though, when I was, I was in New York in March, and I booked... Like three shows a night, two shows a night, basically, and I always give myself a half hour in between each one. Uh huh. Not enough time. No, not enough no. time. And I didn't know that. I was like in L. A. Like also in the depends of the what night, train takes lines you're off. Like some of the train exactly. lines are really bad. And then I was like, so oh, I have like, to walk forty five minutes. It's like which train line it's off of, which yeah. is like so funny and crazy. But I don't know. I also was thinking this last time I was in New York, but I'm like I went with Robert, mm-hmm. but I'm like if I had been alone, like trying to go around, I would have been so scared at times, like. There were times when I was, like, deep in, like, deep, weird Brooklyn by myself. And I was like, this is scary and weird. Right. I don't know. Well, the train is definitely less efficient in Brooklyn. It is. The train yeah, yeah, is yeah. much slower in Brooklyn. You know, yeah, so yeah. Much less reliable. No, there was, like, well, there's that. Also, like, there was a time I was hanging out with folks at the cellar. And then we, like, went to a bar across the street. We basically stayed until 4 a.m. And everybody was staying out in Brooklyn. And, like my friends were so nice they wanted to 
pay for my lift, but the lift was so expensive. They could only get me two thirds. Cabs, are, lifts are crazy expensive out there. It, it's they, like fifty dollars um, minimum. Yeah, they they could only get me two thirds of the way. So this is like Saturday night, four a.m. And even though they got, I was staying in Sunset Park, which is like re, really like west side of Brooklyn. Um, they got me to Park Slope, and still from Park Slope to which is like maybe three miles, maybe. It was like seventy dollars. Damn. And I'm like, I should have walked. Yeah. I should have. I mean, walked. that's the thing about New York City. You gotta walk. You have to walk. I. It's a walking town. I, I mean, if I, I definitely bike around there. I think it's probably easier than LA. For sure. That's yeah. Definitely true. Um, guys, do you want to do some comedy news? Yeah, yeah. great. Let's do it. Okay. So the Emmys are happening as we are recording this podcast on Monday, September 12th. Um, a lot of winners have been announced, but do you want to perhaps take a guess as to who won? Yeah, sure. Sure. Do you Can you give us category? a category? Yeah, of course. Or and then also, yeah, multiple yeah. choice. Thank you. <laughs> Jake's like, yeah, obviously. Well, I don't know. Also, Jake, I am going to close this just because... I had a neighbor across the street that set his apartment on fire with his girlfriend inside. Oh, um, oh my god! Uh, like last year. What? I guess maybe two like years while ago you've now. been living here? Well, I saw it from my house. That's so crazy. Wow. I mean, where did that's it... so traumatic. Wait, what happened? Is she dead? Oh no, no, no! I don't think she died. He oh. went to jail, came back, is there again came in a different back. apartment building. Um, but you know, I just like to close my blinds totally when it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. I don't want anybody knowing the inside of my apartment. Right. All right, Jake, lay it on us. Yeah, give it to okay. us. Okay, I don't know about giving multiple choice. It'll also be interesting to see what you really, really like. But um, how about, okay, so for best uh, outstanding variety talk series, who do you think won? Can you give us, the, can you list the series that were nominated? Yes, give me a second to pull that up. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think I'm that's like, also we fair. know who's nominated. I, I mean, maybe you want to just like call something out, so, of, out of pocket. I, I, I don't think I could name a single variety talk show. I, I don't I know mean, what that. That's like SNL. 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 It's it's your it's your late night talk shows. Our late night talk know. shows. You you gotta talk so, nominated are Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I'm going to oh. say the latest show with Stephen Colbert. You think that's what was nominated? Or that's what won? I think that's what won. They won a lot of Emmys. Um, they won one. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say Trevor Noah. Uh, winning and continuing its Emmy streak is Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. All right. I John. want that packet. Why don't I ever get that packet? Is it because people don't leave that job? Mm. Probably. Probably. Um, I mean, they keep winning Emmys. Why I would don't they? think I've seen a Last Week Tonight packet. I've never seen one. How do you, how do you, how do you, is your reps get it, get it to you? Yeah. Although I did just get in the, I had my, I went like six months without getting a single packet from my rep. Um, and instead what my friends were sending them to me, specifically my ex-boyfriend at Verve. And so I had to call my manager and be like, I love you. And I know that you're busy, but it is so embarrassing for my ex-boyfriend to send me a packet. Totally. (laughs) Somebody I dated six years ago. Wow. Who I am still good friends with and shout out. Thank you for sending me the packet. But still. Yeah. Still, 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 not appropriate. No. Still. All right, guys, it is 738. 
Do we have enough to? There's like probably seven or eight categories that you. You want to know? Let's do four. Uh, let's do four. Yeah, and that way we can talk about something else also. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Great. Why don't we do variety sketch series? Okay, variety sketch series. Can you read us the options for that? Yes, I have to find it first. Um, what do you think is going to come out as like the big winner of the night, like the show that wins the most in comedy? Abbott Elementary. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. They're only on the first season, but I don't know what else it would be. Um, I mean Ted Lasso's up for a lot. Oh right, 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 right. right. I also don't really know what's on right now. Sure. Uh, variety sketch series. Two nominees. Black Lady Sketch Show, SNL. Oh, I hope it's a Black Lady Sketch Show. Me too. I hope it is. It is SNL. Oh, all right. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. Award shows are famously the R word. So. Just kidding. They're rich. They're really, really, really rich. Thank you. Really, really rich. They're really, really rich. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, that, that should be a word. Next to Smize? I yes. feel like, did yeah. Did they say which episode from SNL? Uh, they did not. All right. I don't care. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> so I'm just, I was just curious about how mad I should be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how mad you are. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that packet this year. I will next year, though. So, Lauren, don't look this up. Okay. Fine. 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 Um, oh, what are, they just, all right. One of the awards that just got announced. I'm going to make you guys guess that. Okay. Um, I think this is best writing and directing. Wait, you should. Cho- oh, I'm so sorry that this is. How are people like? Ro- all right, there are obviously people live tweeting and live blogging the Emmys, as it, but it's like, how are you able to write six paragraphs of this as the show is happening? Well, you probably already <laughs> I was about to say they probably have it canned yeah. if it's a, I just mean, about the y- show in general. Yeah, they probably have their article from last year and they're just filling, sh- taking shit out. No, yeah. they're quoting his speech. Oh wow, well, that's an easy way to get words on a page. Yeah, it is. Use <laughs> <laughs> someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. Outsta- outstanding writing for an anthology or limited series. Let's see if I can even find the fucking nominees for this. Um, hint. Uh, one of your photos shoots for Funnelingus was the inspiration for this. For the show. Uh, or your photo was inspired by the show. Oh, the White Lotus. Yeah. It won Ooh. for best writing and best directing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, because it, it's also I guess I'm anthology. surprised. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not surprised. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Didn't watch it, but I heard good things. Yeah. yeah. Same. Jennifer Coolidge, Emerson Alum. What's up? She won. Good. Oh yeah. my god! Yay! Go, go. I love her. Yeah. And she did say "gosh" in her speech. Oh, of course. Gosh. Sweetie. Yeah. New Angel. Orleans queen. Yeah. Uh, I will say. Okay, so they haven't announced best comedy series, and then I just want to get your take. Uh, Abbott Elementary, Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and mm. What We Do in the Shadow. That is Curb. A- this season was so fucking funny. Like, I don't think it won, but it was truly the funniest. Oh, I didn't season watch it. it. That's a about, tough category. That there's a lot of really a, good ones in there. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's, it, was, it was a really good season. You should watch it. Should I watch it? it? I don't like, watch Curb at all. I literally think it's like the funniest season. Okay. Yeah. It's, Can it's I just one. start with that season? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Anytime oh, yeah. I see a clip of if that you show, like I'm get like, the vibe of like Larry, I think that's where I. I bump into it. I am sort of like stop complaining. 
But it's kind of like you have to be on board. You I have know. To, like, no, no, no. I know. I know. Like, I'm on board. It definitely. I would say, like, narratively, you don't need to like start anywhere. But perhaps tonally, to get on board with Larry, you would have to start. I honestly think if the more that you watch of Larry, the less you'd be on board. <laughs> because I think, uh, okay, here's my thing. I'm uh-huh. like, you really just have to decide that you're on board with Larry. Like, yeah. nothing's going to get right. you on board with it. Yeah. You just have to accept that I'm um, on board. No, like, right. okay, right. also, Robert and I always talk about this, but, like, Larry David is, like, the quintessential, no, he's right, but also, like, no one likes him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, a lot of his complaints, it's, like, valid. No one likes you. Yeah. Like, And that's, right. like, the whole George Costanza bit. But you sure. have to be on board. You have to be here for that. That's true. I do really, really like George Costanza. But the thing is, is if, I don't know. If it was all like, George, I don't know. Learn to see yourself as Larry. Like, I, yeah. But the thing is, is I, the thing is, is I am a Larry. And I have worked so hard in my life to move myself away from that. To be, like, accepting of all the love and the beauty in the world and yeah. be like oh this actually doesn't annoy me it's a beautiful opportunity to grow but and i spent like my entire adult life of like the what <laughs> if i wasn't like i wish that. i could like, be like that a yeah huge cunt and i love that like cause that's I'm not. fair that's I'm not. fair that's like fair. i think for the people pleasers amongst us curve your enthusiasm is an escapist fantasy okay i'm really liking this yeah. take actually mm-hmm. this has convinced me to get into it i literally i think it's so funny i'm I, just like i wish i was fucking yeah it's an issue that you can't scratch but you get to watch him do but i get to watch him I will say it would help if you are a critically acclaimed, award-winning, multi-millionaire. I mean, he can. Well, that's I think is my big issue the sh- with the show is like your life is so good. Stop. But that's the whole point. I know. That's the point. Like, like it's so funny. Like, <laughs> like it's not funny if it's actually if his life is bad. It's sad. That's true. That's if his life that's is bad, true. That's sad. That's no, true. actually counterpoint. Like. All right, everybody in It's Always Sunny is terrible, but yeah. the thing is they always lose. Yeah, they always yeah. lose, but the thing is, like, we don't feel sorry for them because they're such pieces of shit. Yeah, that's the fun of and that Larry show. And Larry also kind of loses. Like, but he he's wins. Still, he's still he wins. Rich. He does win. Like, the overall thing is that he wins. Listen, I got to watch more of it before I weigh in okay. again. Otherwise, I'll get into some hot water. So I'm like, let me watch the show come back. I think Sunny is just, like, really irreverent, and it's, like, right. it's, like, we don't root for the characters, but we like root for their failure. Has whereas more seasons Larry, than Curb. Whereas Larry, we perverse. That doesn't always like, mean a better show. I yeah. Know. Although I think the first three seasons of Always Sunny are like some of the best episodes. Sure, I'm more of like I'm like a Trailer Park Boys girly. I'm a Reno 911 lady. Sure. I guess I like just a mockumentary. <laughs> uh huh. So would you vote for Abbott Elementary? I did like Abbott Elementary a lot. I. Hope it does when I don't know that I do see it do. I think Barry is going to win. Barry. I think That's Barry be has guess. the best direction of a comedy series in a long, long, long time. Yeah, and I also heard a lot of really good things about this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, again, again, another show that I've never watched. But I've Shout out to Emily Heller. That's what Emily Heller does now. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, she, she writes she, on Barry? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Her writing on Barry kind of led to her like taking a big break from stand-up. Yeah, no wonder. I mean, it has to be so demanding. Yeah. That would be, like, my whole life. Especially because it's something you want to do really, really well on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy for her. Right? I love that. Uh, all right. Do you, so, you want to go with... I'm going to go... I'm going to guess Barry. Barry, and you're going to say Curb? Well, I don't really think it won. <laughs> like... All right. All right. I, I guess, like, you know... Who, I'm voting for Curb. Yeah. What Let's do you think way. will win? Um, oh, my gosh. I mean, I hope Abbott Elementary wins. Okay. I don't actually hope Curbs wins. I just right. liked it. Yeah. Fair. And you're going to... I'm going to guess Barry. I genuinely think Barry won. Barry? Okay, cool. I... What are you guessing, Jake? I think Barry... It'll be, twe- it'll be between Barry and Abbott Elementary. 
But I really want What We Do in the Shadows to win. Oh, that would be so great. I'm happy that they're up for it. What We Do in the Shadows to me is like one of the funniest, purest comedies. It's very funny. It's so good. And I was also so, so, so hesitant because I was like, I really, really like that movie. Mm-hmm. And if this feels like it ruins the movie or if it's or if it's like, you know, the Netflix seasons of Arrested Development. Right. I'm like, don't water down the thing by making more of it. Yeah. But it was so good, and I was so happy. They did such a great job of, like, being respectful to the movie, but also making it their own. But adding it, making it their own, making it separate from. Yeah, and they really up the ante every season, and you're like, oh, my God, this is so insane, and yet it's still so funny. Uh, I like, it's Jermaine, right? Jermaine Clement and Taika created the series, and then they I like Jermaine Clement a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they have, uh, the people that actually go through each episode, I think... Paul something and Stephanie Robinson. Oh, okay. Yeah, who, I mean, they've worked their way up through the show, but, like, they, uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they, they, they're they having Yanks cover the American version of what we do in the shadows. Oh, really? They're going to make a British version No, of I mean, like, well, funny you should say that. They did a spinoff called Wellington Paranormal that lives in the what we do in the shadows universe. Oh, I see, but the, they, with British vampires no they go back to new zealand and they basically cover the new zealand police's perspective on everything paranormal happening was it a whole season they've done three. Oh wow three it's, seasons it's very funny and it's it's not really pro cop wait they have three seasons of wellington paranormal yeah if you're a big what we do in the shadow stand you should go watch how it. many seasons is what we do in the shadows have this will be season four Interesting. Yeah. That's a big project. It is. It <laughs> is. So, my mind is blown by that. Yeah. What is it on? What does it air on? Um, You can watch it on HBO Max. No way. Yeah. Isn't what we do in Shadows FX? Yeah, but Wellington Paranormal was made exclusively in New Zealand. Oh, okay. That was the piece I was missing. All right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. It it's it's all good. What uh all right, outside of any Emmy respective nominations, what show do you guys think doesn't get enough love? I have really, really, really been liking How to with John Wilson. Love How to with Um I guess maybe I have a little bit more of a a documentary bent, but I I really liked Dairy Girls as well. I haven't yeah. been watching a ton of ton of T V, new T V. Um I mean if that's your bent, did you watch Welcome to Flatch? Yes, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought similarly and similarly to Trailer Park Boys, like mm-hmm. all three of those shows, I think, are so delicate and they're so loving of their subjects. Sure. And they're so familial. Mm-hmm. And so what I loved about How To with John Wilson was like it was just so unique and it was so kind and it was like very sweet. And like I just don't – I prefer to watch them with like basically no stakes. Right. Which was why I thought it was so fantastic. Does that mean How to Talk with John uh, Joe Perra is like your favorite show? Um, I didn't like it as much. I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, there were zero sticks in that show. Yeah, no, exactly. But it, it wasn't the same as, like, how'd you do with John Wilson was, it was also very interesting. Yeah. And every episode was its own, like, deep dive on something that I thought was very, very interesting. And it went wild directions, like when he met the Bang CEO. Yeah, or the Keith Rainier subplot. Oh, yeah. That is from my hometown. Isn't that he, insane? He went to the Egg in Albany, and he did an acapella concert there, hosted by Nick CM. Nick CM is one of the two cults in my hometown wow. and their wow. headquarters was in my first therapist's office park. Wow. Yeah. Wild. 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 10 degrees of Kevin Baker. What was or the other cult? Um, called the 12 tribes and they got in a 
big trouble for child labor. You're kidding. Yeah, they were making five-year-olds like work on a what farm. in the water <laughs> in upstate New York? I, it's crazy shit's going on. It's because nobody lives out there. So kids are probably so competent. They really are. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like Montessori schools. That's what yeah, Montessori like, schools shut do. Up. Shut up. <laughs> right. as, as Julia Fox says. As Julia Fox says. Put your kid to work. Bitch. I keep trying to do that joke about how I started working when I was 12. Yeah. And it just does not fly because people are like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, that's upstate New York. Yeah, that's like, I was yeah. driving a car at 10 years old. Yeah. There's nobody in out between there. here in China. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that it's almost similar to California. Like people think of this state as like, uh, like, you know, blue central. Sure. But it's, it's not that it's no, it's not states. It's counties. It's like rural because there yeah, are rural county, parts of California and there are rural parts of New York. The right. cities are very blue. Yeah. I grew up four three and a half hours away from the city, I, my experience is closer to somebody in rural Canada right. than it is to somebody in New York City. Yeah. So crazy. How about you? What, what's um, okay, show? showed, I think, didn't get enough love. So, the Gordita Chronicles, which was canceled after right. one season. Oof. Literally, the perfect sitcom. It should have been on, like, ABC. I wish it had been on a network. I think it would have been a really good companion show to Abbott Elementary. Right. I think it's one of the, like, best, cutest, like, little, well, most well done sitcoms i've seen in a while that was hbo max right it was hbo max but i think it really needed to be on a network i, I think totally agree. i think hbo max like i think streaming a show like that is not the same thing and it's a show also written for commercial breaks and it should be like on tv oh, i don't think that's the bo- you can blame like one percent poster child david zaslav for that you know, Who? No. Warner Media uh, merged with Discovery yeah. to yeah. form Warner Discovery. And ever since that merger happened, uh, a lot of things have been getting the axe. Uh, more famously, Batgirl, which they had already oh, paid yeah. for oh, and yeah. is done. But I do think that she makes a good point that it... It wouldn't have succeeded on HBO Max found, anyway. Yeah, they, it would have found its wider They canceled it before audience. that sale. And sure. also, I'm like, okay. so they canceled like it before the sale. see people giving it enough. Like, you just didn't hear about it. We didn't hear about it, it at yeah. all. I mean, that's the thing, I think, with a lot of the streaming shows is a lot of them go under the radar completely. You miss them. They aren't marketed the same way that they market network TV shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just aren't. That's like, sort of how I felt about Rutherford Falls. Yeah, I think it, Rutherford Falls on NBC is a hit show, yeah. 100%. I'm like, the fact that it got canceled is because... It didn't like it. Just no one could watch it. There has to be like discussions under the table, uh, like uh, like okay, so we're not gonna put this much promo, and we'll just see how it does. Yeah, because, but it's like, like that worked it's not out. Gonna do good. But, I'm also like the, but the more content everybody makes, the less money they have for advertising. Yeah. yeah. And I was talking to somebody who works in venture capital, and he was talking about the HBO Max stuff. And he said, basically, like, for the last two years, interest rates have been so low that people have been borrowing money for free. And that's not true anymore, which means that now it's more expensive to borrow money. So people are taking less of a risk. And so I think that, like, the endless, like, creation of content, even though it's technically good for writers, it's not good for shows because... But it's also not that good for writers because if you a only lot get of one new media season, deals exactly. with a lot of with shorter yeah. episodes and there's like and shorter less... seasons. And also just like less consistent work. Exactly. And, I think like and, and having more and more. tentpole shows, staple yeah. shows that you put a lot that, of money that also behind. That, that then can fund shows yes. that maybe aren't making and a lot of money. And then you can have multiple seasons and you can have generations yeah. of writers rise up through them. You can have a writer's assistant, a writer's PA who becomes a staff writer. Like also that, these like tiny little rooms. It's like, dude, I feel like... six person room and like the eight week long room yeah. It's insane. But why? Oh. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, why, how do we get people like Ted Sarandos to give a shit about that? 
You can't. I mean, you won't. I mean, and you, you can't. Won't. And that's the you problem with capitalism. And it is like, it's the joke in 30 Rock of Jack Donaghy yes. takes over NBC. Exactly. That's, it's, like, it's literally the joke. It's literally what happened. Yeah. And it's just so funny because it's like, yeah, at some point, like these entertainment companies became valuable because of like the real creative driving forces behind them. And then like big business kind of swooped in and, you know, is slowly diluting what that is because like their concern is obviously always the bottom profit. line. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, we just started 10 years too late. (laughs) If we had been here 10, if you and I had been here 10 years But also I think that there's new opportunities because I'm like, I always think I was, I wouldn't have broke, I wouldn't have been able to break in 10 years ago because I'm not, I'm not white. Yeah. Literally. And I think that that's so true. Like, I'm like, this is actually a really unique time for people who don't like know someone because like this is also the first time where like you can utilize social media to give yourself like a platform platform. and i think like that's never like before it was like 10 years ago you just like couldn't get in if you weren't in or you didn't know someone you like couldn't break in and i don't think that's really true as true true now but i think it's how you and i started and both got our first job exactly it's just like having social media and i'm like that's but that's new yeah so it's like you make a point so i think it's like it's always changing and it's like you have to figure out how to carve out your own niche yeah right you guys game for season two of She-Hulk? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I am. Why not? Keep doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. They, they pro- I, I'm I like, bet- listen, Marvel does worse things on the regular. That's so, so yes. true. Yeah. If we can have, we can have a She-Hulk for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I'm it. like, love that. Better that than another fucking Captain America movie or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, because Captain America is black now, you know, there are going to be more. Oh, cool. But I also mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> chill it with the American propaganda. Cast right. me in Captain America. You, you would be, do yeah. so great Thank in you. Captain America. <laughs> no, but you. you would. I should be the next Captain No, but America. it'd be like David Cross doing so all those cool. chipmunk movies. Remember that? Yeah. That was so weird when I saw him do that. No, that's cool. I that's mean, fun. I love that. Yeah, right. me too. I also, here's the other thing is I love A, I love bad. I think there should be a market for bad movies to exist, yes. for low budget movies to exist. I mm-hmm. love stupid movies. I love children's movies. Same. I really will go see it all. And like, some of my favorite movies are movies like the Chipmunk movie. So mm-hmm. I am for it, and I I hope that that sort of diversity in, I mean, the Bill Murray like, Garfield is like one of my favorite. Yes, movies. exactly. Like, that's an iconic film. And you know, I mean, according to what Bill says, he did it on accident. What does Great, that mean? Good for him. Because uh, to stumble into such a banger. like because to stumble to e- into such a banger, he should be so lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically to even book um, Bill Murray on anything in theory there's a phone number that you call that just goes to voicemail and then maybe he'll call you back that's so funny i love that and like i think that's really funny i think what one does he think he has deep throat Get i love that i know Hello. but like i think the director of that garfield movie is either named joel or ethan cohen but it's with an h oh, that's, and, that's and he, so funny and I he's like that. i love the cohen brothers that's of course i'll do it that's funny. so good. That's I love that. Funny. That's really my name. No wonder he didn't change his name. You know what I mean? Like he just, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'll keep that as my name. Yeah, that's <laughs> But like, not every movie has to be an Academy Award winner. Some movies are just for fun. Yeah, some movies can be just be for lols. Yeah. Also, not every movie has to get good reviews. Like, yeah. it's like who cares? Well, like, that also, also to I think as a whole, there you know, a lot of serious film critics are just too up their own asses to give comedy a chance. Yeah. I'm not saying that we have to like you know necessarily critically dissect like a kevin hart broad comedy but like it's they're about the ride well here's my thing i'm like you need to be watching for 
like what it is you can't yeah. like judge on some criteria of like this isn't my yes. taste i'm like you're at some point is like you know what the genre is you know the target demo is they a, go- a good fit for that demo yeah, yeah but like and also re- you cannot apply a film school lens to something like the lost city i yeah. love the lost city i thought it was, the lost city was movie. so fun it, it was, was so funny. fun it, it was, was an good. hour and a half exactly. long Short. it was not trying to build Sweet. a franchise or no. a series it was just mm. like a fun rom-com and i'm like i don't need to take my cri- criterion collection no. lens and apply it to this movie no right. it exists for different it's people in different worlds Right. It's just a movie. It's just for me to go to the movies on a and Saturday a morning time. and also, have a good like, time. There's so few movies now that you can just like go see. Like there's not any movies out. Yes. Like, there's it's so Or if they're out, they're like a three hour long sort of like heavy lifting mm-hmm. movie. And yeah. I'm like, I just want an hour and a half yeah. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I do. I mean, but that's where like so when Booksmart came out or Blockers, I feel like the consensus like critical opinion was like, not that bad. People, I thought people loved blockers. Yeah, no, yeah, that, it like should blockers. be written like that. That it's yeah. like this is legitimately funny instead of just. But like, that's the thing is every time a big studio comedy comes out, it does well. Like that's like what's so yeah. crazy about it. Even like Good Boys or whatever made money. So it, it was like the whatever. Anyway, it was <laughs> whatever the the last big studio comedy of the summer before pandemic. But like right. anyway. If you two had your druthers, either together or by yourselves, what would you want to do in comedy? What's druthers? If you had your way. Preference. Uh, what would I want to do in comedy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm on my path. Yeah? That's what I'll say. Wow, yeah. good for you. Mm-hmm. I'm you on say my path. You, you don't I have want, good you, things. I have good things. I am, I'm good. Please guys. tell the dear listeners what those things are. I, I, can't, I don't want to say. I like, don't want to say my things. Ooh. But I'm, I'm guarding. I'm gatekeeping my own path. I'm gatekeeping my path. Yeah. You're taking big meetings, are you, Dana? Jake, I'm gatekeeping my path. (laughs) I mean, that means yes. I'll be on the record. I'm not taking any big meetings. I would love to take a big meeting. Uh, Please staff me on something. Uh, Thank you. Please do, by the way. Literally, please do. I mean, Mm -hmm. if either of you have any poll, help me out. I don't. I. I've had I've had a couple I've, I've not gotten a job. Truly, I feel like the pull that I have is that I I get imagine that the there's like a ether of comedy that wills people to do certain things. I think I can speak to it, and whether it listens or not is up to it. It. I mean, that's true for everybody. I mean, also, I was kidding. You guys don't have to. I appreciate the honest answers, but you don't have to pull for me. <laughs> yeah, I would like. I'm just like. I just want everyone to know. I I'm, just so you I'm, know. I can't. Just so you know. Yeah. Just so you know. Yes. Well, Ellery, are you are you gatekeeping your own path, or would you like to tell the listeners what your dreams are? Oh, I mean, I want to write for TV. I want to write for TV consistently. That's, yeah, but I, I that. So Eventually, I would like to write and direct something that I mm-hmm. is, is oh, yeah. that it, like I am the head of, or like maybe show run a room. Right, right, right. But realistically, that's like I'm looking at your 40, 45. My yeah. next steps are I would love to get staffed again. Uh-huh. Um, I'm taping a half hour in the spring. That'll right. be fun. Right. I'd love to do a late night set, and that's those are my goals. Looking forward. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I'm I guess trying to long game this show. You yeah, know? I'm like, I, I just I'm want consistency. I mean, I've like I've I've already accomplished so many of my like early goals Aww, that I'm like that's well, nice. I'm like I've been stopped. I've been stopped on a TV show. I like was lead in a pilot. Like I've like been in stuff now, and I'm like no, like I'm like I'm doing, you're doing more great. than I ever could have. Imagined. No, you're doing great. I mean, like, truthfully, Dan, I yeah. I do feel you because I often answer the question similarly. Yeah. Where I'm doing everything that I want to do, I would just like to make more money. I guess that's what I'm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think that's that's like what we're all striving for. But it's like I think there's a general understanding that in this field, it's like, you know, you 
it's kind of like a what do you call it uh feast famine yeah like there's just a lot of that like oh, I, there's sure. a lot of that it's obviously you know we're manifesting wealth and Definitely. like blah blah always manifesting we are. um but i'm like okay here's my thing i'm like i should i have accomplished all that i can by now like i guess yeah. so it would be my like thing on that where it's like everyone's on their own path and like whatever you're doing at the time is like the right thing for you to be doing always and i also like, think like don't lose the forest to the trees it's always, yeah it's always about doing it because you like it it's always about yeah. doing it because you have fun mm-hmm. i don't act obviously so like my path is different from dana's path yeah, sure and like it's always about i just need to make sure that your daily experience with comedy is fun and that you still yeah. enjoy it and i'm like people who act like they hate comedy i'm like leave 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 if you also don't like, like going ellery and i go to mike's like every day and we like love it we love it like we like we love going like we yeah. do we love seeing our friends we love seeing our friends we like like doing yeah exactly yeah. Like, we genuinely really like it i'm like if you're having a good time like you're, do think you're doing un- the right thing exactly you're doing like, the right thing and the universe rewards you for having a good time i think it really does being where you're supposed to be i think so and so if you're like oh i hate comedy it sucks like nobody likes me none of my friends are i'm like okay either make friends or leave like yeah. right. you need to wait your hobby should be fun yeah sorry Absolutely. to break it i will say i was the majority of the time i'm, I'm at a mic even if it's like not fun for whatever particular stretch of the mic it is generally i'm like i still wouldn't want to be most other places yeah, yeah. i'm like well i always think about that like when i don't, don't want to go to an open mic i'm like well i have more fun sitting at home no no and it genuinely is like those are where we that's where we see our friends that's where yeah. we see our coworkers. that's where i hang out with people that is where yeah. you hang out with people yeah. especially like when you're you know working at home or like don't mm-hmm. have a day to, you don't see anybody all day right like yeah. going out checking in with people seeing what other people are working on seeing right. my friends doing new bits where right. i'm like oh that's a really good joke i need to write more right like that's yeah. how you stay in it yes right. you think it will just do open mics for a long time yeah for sure i will i mean until I my friends that, that, stop going I, I mean i i literally still think i'm like the comedians that i see do the best at shows are ones who i see at mic. so true and i really think that you start to see you literally start to see the fall off of comedians who are successful in other parts of the industry um really fall off in their stand-up and like not even i'm sure they don't care mm-hmm. and i like i'm like always more power to them like they're like actually doing like other bigger things but like at the same time i'm like there is a real downside to running only running material to an audience that is already warmed up to love you and yeah, conditioned right. to love that's you. That's so true. And right. I am like, I just don't think you can get anything great unless you're going to shitty open mics. And I really think that's true. And I totally part. agree. And it's also like we have all seen like the hour or the special that is from somebody who everybody's there to see them. They know who yeah. they are. They're it's an audience full of yes men, and people are not being honest about their laughs. Yeah, and, or they're just so excited to see a celebrity yeah. that they're clapping because they recognize the person on stage. Yeah. Right. So comedians who run hours that are literally i mean they're just not good they're not getting honest feedback and it's making their comedy suffer right there is a correlation between level of success sometimes and how out of touch you are i mean i'm not saying that like i don't know bill burr has to go to an open mic but there's like an open mic version of working out stuff to him yeah there would be an open mic version like he could do smaller shows which he does he does he does does. and that's why bill burr stays funny like yeah. I do feel like that's one example of somebody who's stayed. Yeah, but like sharp. that's someone who's like actively like taking strides to not just do comedy do, in, the bubble, do, yeah, in their exactly. own bubble, their yeah. own constructed bubble. I mean, it's I mean, like dropping in on random shows is actually really. It's like it helps the community in yes. general. I love when bigger comedians do, and that. it's like, so healthy because people aren't there to see them; they're not expecting it. Yeah, right. it's, it's so healthy for treat. the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. It's to the so listeners, nice. I will say there was one night of Peacock every Thursday at Club TG in Atwater Village, eight o'clock free show. 
drop-ins on the same show, Taylor Tomlinson and Bill Burr. No way. That's amazing. Yeah. For That's free, great. guys. Another See, famous like, Emerson But I'm like, again, like Taylor Tomlinson k- killing it, you yeah. know? I mean, it's a thing um, Patrice O'Neill said where it's like a comedian stops being funny when he stops riding the bus. Mm-hmm. If you are so disconnected from the everyday person that you're like you really don't know what's going on in their day-to-day experience yeah. and you don't understand what it means to be like a regular person in america like obviously you're going to sound disconnected right right and thus is the true conflict that ellery has with curb your enthusiasm yeah <laughs> not untrue not untrue babe <laughs> but i'm also like here's the thing is those complaints are hyper regular like he is very sure normal yeah, yeah. I just, just most people just don't voice them. Yeah, exactly. They don't feel don't, entitled to. Exactly. So. That or I, I don't know. I, I try to like yeah. understand people uh, come to every day of their life with their own pain and trauma and yes. the, the way. I think to, that's a really good way to look at it, Jake. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't make for an award-winning comedy series. <laughs> See, <laughs> no, I, I that. you guys, as someone whose life is also very easy, I really love Larry. <laughs> I think he speaks to. Okay, wow. the reason I like the Eleven Season so much is because it's literally a problem that my mom was having. So basically, the whole season is about how a burglar um, falls in Larry's pool, dies, and then his brother... No, no, no. His brother blackmails Larry into letting his daughter have the lead role in Larry's new show, Young Larry. And this Larry. is the your mom was dealing no, with? No, 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 no. My mom was really paranoid. When we started watching the show, my mom was really paranoid about a someone breaking into our house, falling into our, drowning in our pool, and them suing her. So this was like literally a long-standing fear. And when Robert and I saw the first episode of Curb, we were like, oh my God, holy shit. And so we sit my mom down we watch it we sit my mom down when she watches it she watches the whole time with her arms crossed like so serious and she goes i need to get that pool fence and then we now have a pool fence oh i noticed that yep. is that why yes. Curb your enthusiasm? well it's because she was already worried about it yeah. but i think it like really was like and then it solidified yeah. it yeah. that is so fucking funny so wow. did you hear that guys comedy can make a difference yeah comedy really? yeah <laughs> in a very limited person's life in my <laughs> life you just but. saved the life of a burglar yeah exactly drew maybe 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 yeah. All right. Um, are we? I have yeah, a show. yeah. I. Uh, yes. Um, it, you know, oh. it's Frog World. Oh, yeah. uh, I was talking fun. to Robert. I might go to that, but probably not. Well, if you want to ride, Robert's outside. Oh, I'll say hi to him back. Okay. Um, I mean, also I can give you a ride somewhere too. If no. You, okay. She's just being nice. Okay. Fair. <laughs> Ellery can. Ellery can drive. I can drive. She's okay. My she's uh, Yeah. I was just like, oh, we're going. Well, we're going uh, everyone yeah. has a car. Cool. 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 Um, cool, cool, cool. It has been so wonderful to have both of you on. Uh, Jay, thank you. Absolutely. This was so fun. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, time constraints notwithstanding, this could go for so much longer. So where true. Where can guys, uh, where can people find you online? Is there anything else you like to promote? Second Sunday every month, Hotel Cafe. Yes. Dana's running Come for a half hour, Hotel Cafe. Sunday, or uh, September 28th, Wednesday. Ellery is hosting an opening. Yeah, or, Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ask me about the hosting part, but I can host. I did. I said host and open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For F- sure. Funnel and gifts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop. I did say host and open. Okay, I believe you. Okay. I'm stoned all of the time. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to surpro- shock anyone. On the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And also. Um, okay. And then uh, what else? Was funnel and gifts is second Sundays. Yeah. Funnel and second Sundays. your half hour is Wednesday, Wednesday September. Wednesday, September 28th. Yes. Follow us on socials. Right. Ellery at Smith. Ellery Smith. Hottest Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's it. it. Love you guys. Great. Good Good to talk to you, Jake. Good to talk to you, too. Uh, I'm Jake Royer. I create the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com, at the Comedy Bureau across socials. So many good causes to support this time. Please donate and support those if you can. If you have money and generosity left over, uh, please support the Comedy Bureau because I would like to keep it running for another 12 years. And, um, well, they already walked up, Mike. <laughs>
<laughs> do you have it? Sorry, Jake. I just had it's to a, go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, do you have anything to say as we sign off? Oh, my um, God. No, nothing. Duh, just great, keep great. doing comedy. Only do it if you think it's fun. And if you don't think it's fun, quit. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Uh... Comedy's happening. Go watch it. And as the great Brody, Ste- great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Granillo. Our work by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.